You good? Yeah. You have one? No, oh, okay. but I'll make nope. one up at some point. <laughs> good. You're good at making them up. I have to like look them up and research. And <laughs> Okay. Hello and welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Saylet. And this is Kalina. And we are a podcast who reads and reviews paranormal romance novels. Thank you for joining us. We have missed you guys. Yeah. It's good to be back. Yeah. It's um warm outside. I mean, it's like a little chilly, but it's warmer than it should be for November. It's way warmer than it should be for November, which is when we're recording this. Yeah. And it's still going to get hotter. Like, it's scheduled to be 70 next week. Well, I mean, I know our world is burning down. I know <laughs> I know the reasons why this is happening, but I don't like it. No. And I, I mean, we're supposed to have, like, snow before even Halloween. I know. Do you remember when we were kids and oh, we, hell yeah. like, trudged through the fucking leaves in the snow and got our costumes wet and we were cold as shit? And Your costume had to incorporate a snow jacket. Just in case. Yes. Yeah, you couldn't you could never see your full costume because you had to wear a winter coat. Or you just looked like the like pastry puff pills berry pill, you know, because you have like your sweater and your pants and your sweats and stuff underneath. <laughs> it your was. gem costume. And that's just not the way Halloween is anymore. Yeah, At least not know. here in, in Colorado. Our oh, weather's really gotten sad. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's just but... It's too warm out. It's way too warm. For the time of year. And it's frustrating. Yeah. yeah. Well, how are you? How are things? I'm what all are, right. What's, what's going on? Nothing much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think we can probably do like a quick wrap up of the life planned thing that we told everybody that we were going to update with and we did for a long time and then it just kind of dropped off and stuff we can do that towards the end i think of the year even though that's going to be three months away when they hear it (laughs) (laughs) you guys know this this is like time in podcast world doesn't work very well that's fine i think yeah i think anyone who listens regularly will kind of know you know, we yeah. did a really good job for like half a year. Mm-hmm. And then shit happens. You know, shit. Shit, shit shitty. happens. Yeah, but so. it's not the end of the world. You can always start again. <laughs> That's why there's 2022. That is. That is. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, let's just do this then. Okay. Would... <laughs> I have to give you a quickie. Yes. <laughs> and as typical, I don't have one planned out because uh, it's so hard. <laughs> they are. They're getting harder. What's your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday mm-hmm. Since is... We're, for us, we're in holiday season, so. That's true. It is our holiday season. I think my favorite holiday is Halloween. Oh, okay. Very, very closely followed by Christmas. Mm-hmm. I know Dan's Thanksgiving. I don't know if it is anymore. I know it was before. But uh, I don't know. There's just something about Halloween that it just reminds me of like being young in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> just like exactly what we were talking about with the weather, right? Because it's like that's when the season starts to change. Like our leaves used to fall around that time, uh-huh. you know, like so we actually got the weather that we're meant to have in Denver, you know. And so I don't know. I love dressing up. I love wearing warm clothes in I don't know. There's just just something about it. I think it's a lot of fun. But I also love Christmas because it is that time of the year where you get to truly spend with your family. And now that, not now that, I mean, the boys will be eight by this Christmas. So the past eight years, it's been really awesome just having our own little intimate Christmas with us and then having it with our families, you know, later on in the day. So I don't know. I think between the two, it's kind of hard, but I think I might like a Halloween a little bit more. I kind of agree. I think that Halloween is an, is one of my favorite holidays because it doesn't have as much stress and mm. um, expectations around it. Like, it's just eat some fucking candy and wear a fun yeah. costume and makeup. <laughs> fucking awesome, right? And yeah. like, so many of the other holidays come with so much added like you know stress i've got to shop i've got to cook i've got to clean i've got like everything has to be done and you want it to be perfect because that's a measure of how i don't know effective you are as a person or like (laughs) especially for women like how like are you a good housewife mother you know daughter have you done all the things that you're supposed to do right Mm -hmm. so i mean i love 
love love christmas time like the holiday itself isn't my favorite but i love fucking snow and i love dark nights and i love trees with lights on them and the decorations just like seriously give me oh just all the feels i love christmas but in terms of like experiencing the whole holiday i think you're right that like halloween is at least easier (laughs) it is so much easier and you're right about bringing up the stress because the only other escapism during Christmas is to fall into like the Christmas movies, right? Like right. the ones that we have every year. Oh, so I love between those. <laughs> you and me and Emily, we have our Halloween movies and yeah. then we have our Christmas movies. Yeah. And it's tradition that we've had for the past got decade or so and so those are fun to sit through it, it's the traditions right yeah and, and hanging hanging out and eating food like bad food and and stuff oh, like that but yeah, you're right that stress about worrying about presents and making sure that everything is up kept the way that other people expect you to do i yeah. get it it's crazy. I get it. It is crazy. Well, I had a bit of a different Halloween experience this year. Uh, I went out to bars, which is not my typical Halloween. <laughs> I'm much more of a house party person. I love just having mm. parties with friends and stuff. And, you know, yeah, some people I don't know would be cool, but at least sure. it's in a nice, safe, known environment. But no, I did. I went out this year. I went out to a Halloween party at a bar and I brought somebody home. <laughs> You guys don't know this, but I do. <laughs> so this that actually awesome. really helped <laughs> helped me with what's all the shit that's happened this year. <laughs> and it made me feel a lot better about a lot of things. So that was fun. <laughs> that's good. I mean, we talk on here a lot how you and I aren't the brave ones, right? No. Like that is not something we typically do. We're very, very comfortable in our own spaces and what we're complacent with. And so for you to do that and go out. On Halloween to a bar. Halloween and this a was bar a stranger. is insane, you guys. I, I, mean, right? I don't think I've done it since college. So I seriously, we walked in and I went, oh my God, what the fuck is happening around me? And why am I here? <laughs> well, and apparently you were like the fucking, the worm for all of the fish that were in that lake. Like, didn't, like, you, just nobody left you alone, right? Like, you were just. No, 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 no. Not like in terms of, no. The people I was with were like very protective of me. Oh, yeah, yeah. That no, no. was a whole bunch of dudes. Like, no, 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 no. Dudes, take one up? look at me. And she's like, I'm like frowny face in the corner, full oh. on bitch mode. Yeah, I was not having it. No, I did no. not look. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I took that totally the wrong way then. Okay. (laughs) Well, I was trying. I wanted to try and be better. But every time I'd walk away from my group to like go, okay, you're going to pretend like you're having fun. You're going to go out there. Go go be good. Like I would get like drugged back by somebody in my group. They were not being Ah. very, they were like, you have to stay safe. And I was like, I'm fine. (laughs) Give me me some work. But I ended up, yeah, one of the guys who did come out with us as a group who I hadn't met before. I just was like, fine. At the end of the night, (laughs) I was like, you're coming home with me. And he's like, okay. He did, basically. He was like, sure. <laughs> That's fine. And I was like, that, that was and my good, plan we're, all along. <laughs> this is good news. We're happy about this. I mean, you know, the experience was great. This is Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That was just, you know, with everything and mm-hmm. having a lot of doubts and self-issues, this was helpful. <laughs> this good. was good. So I'm happy with it. Uh, Yay. He, he did find out about the podcast. So we're not going to do a lot of details or names because I just, no. you know, yeah. not he didn't ask for that. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't want everyone to just assume that sex with me means you end up on a podcast. So <laughs> unless it's that podcast where you have sex with somebody and interview them the next day. <laughs> there is that podcast. You're right. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but, but that's see, not what's happening here, folks. Yeah, that one already exists. We can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, it would just be like Dan all the time. And how boring. <laughs> Dan, I need guests on the podcast. Let me sleep around. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Okay. So that was fun. Anyway, holidays. Yeah, cool. uh, not really related to the book at all, but just because None. that's the time of year we're in. It's the season, yo. Also, I had to tell that story because it's going to come up later. in other Because now I have stories to tell you guys. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I had to go get laid so I have new stories. <laughs> and you could shove that jab that I gave to you a couple episodes ago right back in my fucking face. I don't it remember that. It wasn't an intentional one, but oh. you felt victimized by me. 
Well, good. I don't remember. So you could say I obviously wasn't hurt by it too badly. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So on to our book. We read Heat, Hunt, Hope by Andy Jones, narrated by Ryan Vincent Anderson. We read Fire, Fury, Faith for episode 78. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a set off characters. I think Issa and Sarah come back in this episode, but the book is actually about a different set of, it's a different couple. Yeah, it's just, it's the second book in the Winged Warrior series by N.D. Jones. Yes, thank you. Yep, you're welcome. So we meet Alistar, and he is a private paramilitary ranger guy for this like it would be almost i think almost like a blackwater type entity don't you think yeah like a black yeah yeah, yeah black you know he's ops, not black. in actual u.s military but yeah he's in a he's called a ranger and they go off to some of the same places the u.s military does and mm-hmm. fights and he thinks they're supposed to be preventing terrorism but he's starting to kind of question if that's really what's happening mm-hmm. at this group and what their real mission might be but he's in a bar one night in oakland and he sees zora who is a lovely beautiful lady and he thinks she's being harassed or bothered by these two giant guys. And so he goes over to help and, like, get uh. them away from her. And it turns out they're her friends and she's not bothered at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets a kind of a, a, a polite joshing by those two who are like, what, you you just don't think a woman can take care of herself? Or what, you mm-hmm. think because we're big dudes, we're not, <laughs> we're not right. good? You know, all kinds of stuff. And that was kind of funny. But it ends up being their first encounter. And in that conversation, things just get real heated real fast. And Zora's sitting there going, oh, my God, why am I being so, like, yeah. honest and open with this dude I just met? And this is crazy. And he's all like, you know, this is all going to happen, right? <laughs> just accept it. So <laughs> they go on a couple more dates over the next two, three days. And then on the third day, they bone in the car. <laughs> they bone. <laughs> And car then eventually back at somebody's house, I think, hers. But, you know, they start at the yes. car. <laughs> and then uh, over three years, they are a couple. She finishes her law degree and gets her, her uh, passes the bar and practices law. She's setting up a, a community center for children. Her father is a senator or was a senator, at least at some point. So, you know, they come from a pretty wealthy family. She has a lot of money. He still works for, what was the name of the company? Rangers. Somebody's Rangers. I don't remember. I don't remember either. It it ends up being the bad guy. So guys, you know. Yeah. (laughs) That happens. So where he's working is not good. (laughs) It ends up being run by a demon whose name I've forgotten. And it doesn't really matter. Uh don't know yeah uh, shaw well no he he was the demon that killed her mom and then killed her eventually or helped kill her or something yeah he was but he he isn't the head guy he's yeah with the somebody's it doesn't matter anyway we have to move on (laughs) i'll never think of it and so he like at one point alistair proposes to zora she says yes they're you know they both are very honest like that they're not telling each other everything Yes, but they are. They are keeping their secrets, but they they know it, and they know the other one has secrets, and they're just not pushing on those. Right? Everyone's just like, "That's cool. We can all have secrets. It's fine." <laughs> so he goes off for one last tour in Afghanistan with this ranger group, and he is basically ambushed and watches his own team kill his best friend. Or his friend's not dead; he's in a hospital, but um, almost kill his best friend. And then when he comes back, he finds out that an earthquake has struck. And uh, Zora has died. So she's dead. Mm-hmm. He's broken. His friend, his friend is almost dead. His friend is like brain dead in a hospital. And so he spends the next five years hunting down everybody involved. Mm-hmm. This elite uh, ranger troop that he used to be a part of. And he's hunting them because he knows he knows that they're demons. Because it turns yep. out he's a demon. He is also. He is also a demon. <laughs> and guys. so he can recognize his own kind and he's going to go after them. Meanwhile, Zora was one of the chosen ones. So she had the opportunity opportunity when she died to go back into the soul pool and become you know reborn by whatever incarnated Mm -hmm. whatever is needed on earth or she could go into angelic service and become a guardian angel Mm -hmm. so she chooses angel and is now kind of figuring out how that works what that means when all of a sudden around five years in they decide to send her on her first mission which they really don't do until you're 10 years in but what 
whatever. They're jumping the gun with her. And her mission, of course, <laughs> is to go and protect this guy that's been killing all these demons. That the angels want to protect him because he's been so good at mm-hmm. weeding out this terrible demon group that have been at the center of a lot of catastrophes and human and human tragedy. So she goes down to Earth to do this, and lo and behold, it's Alistar, Alistar. who is the demon killer, and he's being hunted now by the last two of that group that he has to kill, and she shows up to save him, and they talk, and he's all like, you're an angel, and she's like, you're a demon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have a bit of, they, they finally the have come out. some truth <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where they honestly tell each other their whole stories, and we get all that background stuff. And then she tries to kill the two last two demons. She does kill one. Then the second one basically gets, like, she gets injured, falls to earth. He saves her, like, Alistair saves Zora. But then that last demon, uh, Swift or What's something. her name? Shifty? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it electrocutes him to death and uh-huh. almost kills her when all of a sudden Sarah from the first book shows up, destroys the last demon, saves Zora, and then lo and behold, Alistair gets the same choice. He gets to yep. decide to be an angel or get reincarnated back onto Earth. And he chooses Angel, and now they can be together because they're fated mates and they're both angels. They are both angels. And this is the first of sort of his kind because they've never had a demon... As far as they say, yeah, they've never had a demon become an angel, a chosen Mm -hmm. angel before. Because there's two types of angels. There's just the ones that were created angels, Mm -hmm. like God made angels. And then with Issa and Sarah, they were the first where God, they were humans um, and God took them and turned them Mm -hmm. into angels because of, you know, their life and what they had lost and how they had lived. And and since then, they've been kind of in charge of weighing people who are passing, weighing their souls and determining mm-hmm. whether they're they can be given that choice to become a chosen angel. Yeah, whether or not they're worthy of that. Yeah, there's a lot of there's like underlying lessons about the path that you choose within your life whether or not you have been given a specific I guess title or character or you know because he's a demon and he knew that since he was little or he discovered it somehow. How did he find out? Do you remember? So, you know, he's a demon cuz his dad's a demon. Yes. Um, but his dad had never told his mom and then he was born and then 3 years later his sister was born and his sister sister like when he's 11 and she's eight they discover that she has this really awful disease and i forgot what it is it's some kind of childhood arthritis disease Mm -hmm. and that means she's not his dad's child because demons are immune to those things apparently they're not immune to cancer but that was just a a sentence that i caught and i was like oh okay interesting choices but anyway (laughs) (laughs) so so dad goes confronts mom and is like this freaking child's not mine you cheated on me and she's like no i would never and basically he goes full demon and like breaks the house and she's like Mm -hmm. oh you're a demon (laughs) because that's the other piece that we learned in this book because i don't think i picked it up in the last one humans know that demons exist and they walk among them they're fully aware of it i you know what i never caught that on either book i think it was just written in it it just streamlined within it so well that i just never was like well it it came out in this book secret or and like they know about it they just deal with the fact that there are demons (laughs) (laughs) but anyway so mom you know locks dad and son out of the house kicks son out too and is like you're you're a monster like your father but dad continues to care for mom and and the daughter because she's so sick and she needs all of this assistance they need the financial help and Mm -hmm. stuff and then when dad dies alistar takes over yeah he quits college and joins the ranger group because they get paid way more so he can keep sending them money and taking care of her even though his own mom won't see him so yeah there's a lot of like oh my god that sucks yeah uh, (laughs) but the path that he chooses all of the things that he does in his life into his adulthood has you know like they're great they're good stuff besides the killing that he does as a ranger but even that he thought he was on the right side you know right he thought that those intentions were to eliminate bad people it just happened that he was part of a group that was being twisted by an actual demon for his own (laughs) nefarious purposes yes (laughs) so you know sometimes things don't work out but he'd always made the right choice 
And so I think that's what allowed him at the end to become an angel. Mm -hmm. And what is interesting, because so many times there's parts of books like this where everything seems very deterministic. Like even yeah. their love, he knew the minute he saw her and heard her laugh that she was his mate, right? Yeah. He knew that. Well, that's in a way that feels determined. Like like they don't get a choice in this matter. But right. we could see that he it's actually destined. had a choice every time like throughout life. Because up until he was 11, he thought he was just human. He didn't know. Right. And then he found out he was a demon and he could have ended up like those demons that he was hunting. Yep. That took pleasure in pain and destruction and hurting humans and, you know, twisting their lives because that's what the demons he w- he was fighting against did they were super excited every time they got to kill people <laughs> like that Shaw yes. dude was an awful mess about yeah. it like he just was really into it yeah they were very vindictive but Alistar didn't he didn't take that path he always wanted to prove that he was still good mm-hmm. and so he made good choices and yeah. in the end got rewarded and turned into an angel yeah I think this is a really good depiction of like you know we get these stories and vampires are typically bad you know like they're bad guys and then there's demons who are bad guys and i mean even after watching supernatural you know that not all the demons are bad and in fact a lot of the fucking angels were terrible really terrible (laughs) you know so he got to have a lot of redemption in this at least as sarah when she came by and was like you've done good and you deserve to have this chance to become an angel because you actually aren't a bad person i thought that was really well yeah yeah, I mean, it, it really was because that was it's kind of just the it's the arc of the story is just, mm-hmm. you know, we all have free will and choices to make. And how do we make those choices? Like even Zora, when she was 22, she and her mom were with her father, who was a senator at the time in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And he was working to try and help. Um, this is post 9-11, not vote for, you know, he didn't want to vote for the Patriot Act. He wanted to try and find a, a middle, like a peaceful path for both the Arab nations in America yep. forward instead of, you know, I don't know, bombing a bunch of shit like we do. You know? Um, <laughs> blowing a bunch of crap up <laughs> over there. And so he's off, you know, he's on a diplomatic mission and she and Zora and her mom are with them and they're out shopping and, you know, looking around and the demons kill, will try to kill both of them, do kill her mother. Mm-hmm. She, uh, Zora is saved because the human that the demon took over his mind to, to kill them, Con- the human yeah, kind control. of fights it at the end when he sees yeah. Zora and he's being told to kill Zora and he's like, I don't want to. He's so, like, not me or something. Yeah, he was he's like, m- this is not me. Something. The demon made me do it. Yeah. And so that kind of tragedy also could set somebody on a path of hatred and yeah. she could have grown really big and uh, like been against you know like yeah we need to be stronger against terrorism because look what happened to my mom when we were in the Middle East and instead she you know took her pain and, and her tragedy and still was a very giving loving person she was you know building mm-hmm. that community center and working with children and she went to become a lawyer but she was being like a civil rights lawyer and like helping people and stuff yeah so it's all of these choices that people make day in and day out to be good or not you know yeah um, like Alice Star then takes when his father dies he still takes care of his mom yeah. who had rejected him as a son and his sister because he still loves her and they they I mean he loves them both and knows that they still need the help and he chooses still to do all of these good things knowing that he can be a bad guy because he's quote unquote a demon yeah so this is a um well I mean, there's not much more. It's not a very long book. No, it's like six hours long or something. Five. (laughs) Not even six. Not even. It's four and like 50 minutes or something. But um, it's quick. It gives you Mm -hmm. just a really like, well, like I thought a pretty tight story for such a short period of time. Like it is like. It jumps time. Yeah. I mean, we we cover eight eight years years. or something. Yeah. It jumps time pretty quickly. I did that. I think that was part of the reason why this book frustrated me a little bit. I liked the first one so much better than I liked this one. I didn't hate this book, but I think uh, I think I also liked um, Ryan's narration for the first one a little bit better because I love his accents for Issa and Sarawa. But uh, when they started jumping time, when the storyline started jumping time, like all of a sudden they were getting engaged in, in her apartment and I was so confused. I didn't pick up on it at all. Oh. I didn't hear did it did they say did he say like yeah. two years later well, I did I mean, hear he, some of that but well he didn't say it that wasn't like a a separate piece but 
it was like Alistair was talking and talking about how like they've been together for three years and so okay you know you know what and, yeah. and like all the stuff that she'd accomplished and what she was doing yeah I didn't think it was confusing. I actually like this one more than Fire Fury Faith. <laughs> I didn't love that book as much. Um, I mean, I didn't. I just was less interested in their story. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of. I vaguely remember it as being like she was injured and and broken, and like he was trying to get her back and get her. There was a lot of yeah. They were really and really so. Em- there was emotional. a lot. I love this because I love seeing the beginning of a love story, whereas Issa and Sarawa had been married as humans back in, well, they were, you know, sixteen hundred. <laughs> yeah. They are tribal people. Well, no, they were married and had twins. What am I thinking of then? I don't know. Am I thinking of a different story? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then their kids were killed and they, yeah. were, and they were enslaved and then they died. Yeah, I know that part of the story. I remember okay. the twin girls. But anyway, they so and that was I mean, that was nice and good. But I really liked the bar scene with um, Zora and Alistar. Just kind of that like meeting and feeling each other out and like cute flirty talking. And I don't know. I really liked watching them get together. And then, you know, they seemed like opposites, right? Because she's mm-hmm. this political family, well off law school and he's a college dropout in a military pseudo military outfit (laughs) like yeah who keeps going abroad and killing people and just they seem like they have such different lives and then they're so good together and i i really liked him i liked them and then it was such a tragedy because she dies (laughs) yeah like dies at an early and that's like the middle of the book and you're like holy shit she just died (laughs) yeah that was you still had a couple of hours left and you're like oh shit that that just happened. I did you pick up that that the military or not the military the uh the bad demons were behind that? Yes, I didn't. Yeah, didn't catch on to that at all. Before it happened, there was one of the one of the demon dudes was all like standing up, touching a tree, feeling for the rocks, like feeling with his senses, and he oh. could he, he felt the fault line, and then he set it off, and then he sat there laughing because destruction right down around him okay okay yeah i totally that caught me off guard yeah got it well and it was interesting because i couldn't quite because then at the end alistar was convinced that it was his fault that zora died that the company that he worked for because he turned them down they found out you know they the head guy shows up knows he's a demon and is like hey i want to put you on my elite squad because you're a demon and i think you'd be really good and he goes no i don't he also recognized that dude's a demon and he goes no i don't want to work on your elite squad i'm done this is my Mm -hmm. last mission and that's when the mission goes awry and they kill his try to kill his friend and so in his mind they tried to kill his friend and then they went after zora and killed her with an earthquake all because Mm -hmm he said no to the head guy i yeah. really wish we knew that guy's name it would make this conversation <laughs> a lot easier i i know i want to say nathaniel but that's the other he's guy. the angel yeah he's the uh, other bad guy no nathaniel's um, an angel yeah i know but isn't he bad no didn't you listen did you le- listen to the epilogue yeah why do why do i think he's a bad guy he was there to find the bad angels oh did i miss dude him? i totally know i'm misunderstanding a lot of this Stuff. This is maybe that's part of the reason why I I like this is not one of my favorite stories. I just didn't understand. I'm understanding things so differently. I don't know what's wrong with my brain right now. But they okay. So when I said that they were tribal people, they were. They were. Her dad was Sarawas. Sarawas' yeah. dad was the chieftain of their village. Yeah. Uh, they did end up having twins like later on. I don't know. There was no. It, 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 things weren't connecting. Things weren't. Things aren't connecting. This is gonna be a terrible <laughs> episode. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so lost. I'm so lost. Okay, I'm feeling confused now myself. I was feeling like I had this, and now I'm. <laughs> no, I'm probably confusing you. I listened to the epilogue, but I understood it completely different. Yeah, so so they went after the head guy, the head, mm-hmm. the, the guy whose name we cannot remember, we the head demon yeah. dude. 
And uh, they like caught him at a hotel bar and pretended to be a sexy lady. Yes. Right. That was, I, I don't remember who's, that was an angel, but it wasn't Sarah. No, it was a different angel. It was a different angel. And I don't obviously know her name because I can barely remember names right now. And then, <laughs> so when they go up to his room, she turns into a, an angel. Like she goes uh, back to being an angel. Goes, yeah. And they, they basically mind fuck him into giving up the names of the angels he was working with. Yes. Oh, and then Nathaniel comes down because she gives him the name. Yes. Or yeah. The, they call him down to to give her so he knows so i think the third book's going to be him maybe f- dealing with those bad angels okay you're right you're right nathaniel's not the bad guy no. i was unless i missed stab no 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 she stabbed him but that's because he's a bad guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a demon <laughs> and i'm thinking stabbing's bad she's a bad guy well no just generally stabbing is bad but just <laughs> <laughs> oh god i'm so i'm so sorry guys no, okay. I, I i had the hardest time following this because then i mean isa and sarah and i keep coming back to them because i'm remembering the past story at the end of their book she was pregnant she is pregnant now she is is she still pregnant in this book because yes. I, I didn't okay she's three weeks or three months pregnant in this book. okay and they're so excited because they did they lost their first babies so yes this they is did. this is kind of their redemption after mm-hmm. after everything they went through in the first book with being apart because of the i don't know she got burned to death almost Almost by a fire demon or something. The bad guy. <laughs> the bad guy. <laughs> that other bad guy. The other bad guy. The one they had to fight in the first book. The Irish bad guy. Yes, the Irish one. We're O'Leary, right? O'Leary. O'Leary. Yes. Why do we O'Leary. remember his name and not this guy? Uh, Connor? Con- was it Con- Connor O'Leary was his name. Yeah. Why can't we remember this guy's name? I don't fucking know. And they said it a lot. Do you feel like it starts with an S? No. Okay, I do. <laughs> 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 oh. oh man sorry guys we have turned a corner we have crazy town <laughs> um <laughs> anyway 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 i don't know where i was going <laughs> but you know what we should forget. talk about <laughs> because like yes that's the story it's pretty short and sweet yeah i liked it, it. you weren't a huge fan Mm-mm. but you liked the first one a little bit more than i liked the first one yeah, yeah so i think that's fair <laughs> everyone's got different tastes <laughs> <laughs> we all like different things in different books i'm gonna see mm-hmm. if, what is- well how boring is it that we all you just like the same book and i'm not not liking this book because i want to have contrasting feelings <laughs> I I am more confused in this book, in this episode, in this very moment right now as we're talking about it than I have ever been in any of the books that we've ever read. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's about it's about time that we uh not like exactly the same thing. Yeah. That's fine. It's fine. It's okay. I like That's it. What... You didn't? We're cool. Obviously. It's a different okay. it is a different story, which also I appreciate because mm-hmm. I don't like reading the same one over again. Yeah. And I just yeah, I wasn't super the, the first one was nice, but I just felt less connected to Issa and Sarawa than I do feel sense. to Zora and Alistar. Although the sex scene in that house over in the yes. the window was really hot. That was a fucking hot scene. No, it was a really hot scene. That was in the yeah. first book. But this scene this book had some nice sex yeah there was the first scene where like you said they had sex in the car and then like towards the end she gives him a blowjob and that blowjob scene was hot as hell that was a good that was a good scene that was right before he left on and then she died so that was yeah it was a really good goodbye scene (laughs) pre-sadness and then once they finally had sex as angels there was a lot of wing play which was interesting and i was trying to decide if i appreciated it or not I do like that these angels have special powers, like certain different specialties that they can do. Like there's the fire angel and then the electric angel. And um, well, those are the demons. You're right. But the, the angels de- do yeah. have different ones, too, because there's like East is a hunter angel. So and they actually guardian angels. A, they and... actually seek out the demons and and hunt them to kill them. Mm-hmm. So that like they're they're like have the purpose of killing just yes. demons whereas um at the beginning sarawa and now uh zora are guardians guardian angels, but then sarah yeah. is also a healing angel and then at the very mm-hmm. end of her book she became a death angel too because she can kill she can take away the demons with just the thought yes so so there's there's different kinds of angels but there's also the different kinds of demons because there was the okay. earth demons and the metal demons and the yeah metal demons fire well, what, demons what, what kind of angel did alistar he's gonna be a hunter he's gonna be a hunter okay yeah just like isa okay 
they get to be trained by them. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, I do, I do like that they've got the the special powers. Okay, both angels and demons then have like different specialties that they could use. And I love that apparently angel wings have poison. Yeah, in them. That was a really neat trick, a little or... detail or information or something that we didn't pick, we didn't get on the first book at least. But I don't know. Like when I think of angel wings, I see the pretty feathers. It's like iridescent and everything with like. Gl- Glitter, but, but then I'm thinking they're, that they're glitter is poison. poison to anyone who's not an angel or their mate. Okay. So if a human or a demon were to touch the angel's wings, it would be bad for them. But oh, okay. her mate, Alistar, can touch and lick can her, touch. <laughs> her yeah. wings and it actually feels really good to them. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry. This one's a shit show, Kalina. I'm <laughs> so sorry. I don't even know where I'm going with any of the stuff I'm talking about. <laughs> it's, okay. <laughs> it's okay. We got this. We're fine. Let's do sex, though. We got to do sex talk because then we can roll right into kiss and tell and fun fuck fact and then wrap up. All right. Because we've we've dissected this book enough. Yeah. There is, really isn't much more to, to talk about. No. So the first sex scene was their third date mm-hmm. or like third day together. For some reason, they don't end up at either one of their houses, but they do talk about it. <laughs> Your house or mine. Yeah. yeah she, that, well, he does. And she's mm-hmm. very firm, like, neither. And yes. he does kind of get a little bit hurt then because he's like, what do you mean? And so then instead, she just takes him to an empty parking lot and they have sex in her car. In the middle of a busy she's, city. She's still telling herself, this is a one-time deal. I'm not yeah. going to become engaged, involved with this man. I'm just going to have a good sex scene with him and then I'm going off for spring break and whatever. Yeah, she's having a good time and he's just there to, you know, and he knows spend that time with her. Nah. That she's his mate. <laughs> You're my mate. We're going to be together forever. <laughs> well, there's that underlying secret that he hasn't confessed oh, to true. her yet. <laughs> he has not told her he's a demon because generally not. that's not a great first date kind of talk. But but they're in her Beamer and uh-huh. they're parked in the parking lot and this is a good sex scene. It's really sexy. However, I am having a hard time picturing a really tall dude in the back of a Beamer because I'm assuming it's a sedan of some sort. She does give us what type of car it is. It could be an SUV for all we know. I don't know. I don't know cars. Uh, I don't (laughs) neither. And I just, but she does get to straddle him. He grabs her hips. He digs his fingers in and then it's all good. The only thing I don't like is that he talked too much. He talks a lot. That was all. He tells her a lot of things that I don't want to hear. And you guys know that we don't like the talking during the sex. It's not our preference. (laughs) No. So while the sex was good and the description of it was really nicely written, I could have gone without all of the things he was saying. That was all that I, I think that was another like part of the reason why I wasn't too into this. Yeah, but he's not our first guy that's ever been all chatty no. up in the sex time. You're very right about that. And I didn't enjoy those either. But the sex was still good. I'm not saying the sex wasn't good. The sex no, it, great. it was good. It was steamy yeah. and like, you know, he gets all the points because he's very attentive and gets his finger mm-hmm. down on that on that clip and just makes it happen. <laughs> which I appreciate. <laughs> Greatly, but just the talking. Also, I think because he just was very adamant about how beautiful she was, which I'm sure she, you know, she's beautiful. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we get it. We get it. I get it. She knows. She knows she's pretty. She doesn't need you to keep saying it. I don't know. Maybe she does. Maybe it's helpful to her. But I just am not a huge fan of a lot of extraneous vocalization of things. I also think Ryan did better in the first book. I enjoyed his narration less in this book. It wasn't actually he did fine for Alistar. It's his. The only thing was Zora's. His Zora's his voice Zora wasn't voice. good. But I thought he did fine everything else. Just Zora's voice was not great. I love his Isa and Sarawa's yeah accents. I love them. I think they're great. They're really good. But yeah, yeah. no, his Zora's voice is breathy and weird. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> But luckily, she wasn't really, a, I mean, considering she's one of the main characters, she didn't have a lot of parts where she talked a lot. So. <laughs> yeah, you're right. She didn't have too much. I mean, even during her training after she became an angel, 
She was just kind of sitting in the background, just like, okay, what do I do now? Well, her thoughts weren't... He When he did her thoughts, he didn't use the weird voice. So every time she's no. thinking or whatever, we just got a normal... Like, he just would narrate it normally. It was only when she actually had to say a line that he would use the real, like, kind of breathy female voice that is not great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she did... I don't know. It wasn't good. But the, the Sorry. So, I don't know why we keep getting <laughs> off topic. We're talking about the sex scene. <laughs> It's me. It's me. I can't. I can't concentrate. I'm not having a a good day with this. Okay. <laughs> Let's go back. Let's go back. It's okay. Uh, this The car scene wasn't my favorite of all the scenes. It was good. But I think the best scene was later on when they're in her house, in her, in her room. And they're just so, they're really touchy and, and they're in tune with each other in a way that really feels honest. It was and like very accurate. intimate. Intimate, like yeah. Like extra intimate. And so then like, I think that best scene was the blowjob scene because he was getting ready to leave for his, mm-hmm. what should have been his final mission yep. she's kind of like he don't, he's just proposed and she's excited and all of that but there's like i think both of them can kind of feel it there's something they don't want this mission to happen right but he's yeah, got like to do it so they're both kind of there's kind of, of this sort. sense where she's just she's like not wanting to let him go and he's not mm-hmm. wanting to go either so they go back to the bedroom even after like almost leaving <laughs> and i'm like you're gonna miss your flight um, but anyway <laughs> And, you know, she just basically kind of takes control and it's, 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 it, you can feel it like even though we didn't know she was about to die yet and that she didn't know, right. but it did mm-hmm. feel kind of like one of those, like, I have to make this like count for something. Moments. Yeah. And like a final, like an inevitable final moment that needs to, to happen yeah. or else. Yeah. So she's like under him and he's like propped up against the headboard or like the bottom of the sleigh because they're in a sleigh bed, you know, so with one of those really big footboards and headboards. Okay. Yes. yes. I was going to ask you what a sleigh bed is because I don't know. Now I do. And it yeah. makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so she's just pulling him closer and closer to her, you know, and she's got her mouth on him and he even he's like, this is, I've never been this, mm-hmm. you know, deep in her mouth before. And it felt, it just there was oh god that and i think he was a lot quieter in that scene he wasn't talking as yes there was a lot more because they were both feeling this internal dread or something so they they were really trying to enjoy this quote-unquote final moment with each other obviously they didn't know what like anything was going to happen they didn't want anything to happen but there's some sort of feeling of finality that they were both and they weren't wrong they weren't wrong it did happen. It was really sad. And then they were apart for five whole fucking years. I know. Man, the time lapse in this book was crazy for me. Yeah. But yeah, for a long time. But he was getting his re- revenge. <laughs> yeah. You know, he had a bunch of demons to kill, track mm-hmm. down, and hunt. So. Yeah. What a other piece that I really like about both of these books is how they are laid out just like the titles. So like oh, the yeah, first they third are. of the book is about the heat, the heat of their love, mm-hmm. the heat of their passion, the you know, the heat of their romance. But also like at the very very beginning the heat of like the fire that burned her and killed her mom. And then the oh, heat yeah. of, I think, his pain from his family situation. Yeah. And then the second section is that hunt where at first it's the demons that hunt them and yep. almost take them both down, you know, kill her and, mm-hmm. you know, incapacitate, you know, take his friend. And then his hunt on the back end. Of them. Yep. And then the third section is when she shows up in his life again and there's that hope that maybe something can happen. Like he, but he yeah. has to, at first he loses it for a bit because he thinks she's pushed him away because he is a demon and she's an angel. But there's a whole lot of shit going on. But in the end, he has to choose hope when he makes that choice to become an angel that they can mm-hmm. be together. Yeah. So it's just really, I like the way she sets up the title and then sets up the sections to kind of I always match love and that. Really, really strike home the the heat, the hunt, the hope of the story. Yeah, I do like that a lot. She, yeah, the chapters were named those. I like it when you kind of refer back into the book, the title of the story or, or you know. Yeah, just like <laughs> kind of tying it all together. Together. Mm-hmm. Like really, it helps. Like it gives us a little bit of a sneak peek at your at the author's like intent and their feeling internal you know, like, thing. Yeah, yeah. The, and their plan for the whole thing. Yep, it really does yeah. make it feel more like cohesive because mm-hmm. you're like they had she had this whole idea the whole time. Yep. <laughs> I liked it, and it's brilliant. I do, and I also like that they're all. I know that this is minuscule, but I do like that it's all like heat hunt hope. 
And then, like, the first one was, what was it? Fire, Fire Fury, Fury Fate. Fate. Yeah. I just, I like it when everything is really cohesive like that. Well, so the, the that alliteration really is, is really That's good. That's what it is, the alliteration, yeah. And then the third one, which uh, just came out last year, is Lies, Lust, Love. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Yeah, so. and the epilogue kind of gives us a little bit of... No, I don't think it does. I think it's no. just about, like, the angels Mm-mm. getting... Yeah, information. Information. You're right. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. all right. So what's our kiss and tell for also, this book? Yeah, since we were just talking about the sex, uh, the kiss and tell for this episode is going to talk about... <laughs> Being talkative during sex. And we've already expressed how we feel about that whole situation and whether or not we like to be verbal during our intimacies. But, you know, what is the fucking problem we've got with, (laughs) with, you know, that whole thing? What is it? The noise, like not just the noises or being explicit. No, I don't mind noises. I do mind full sentences. Now... (laughs) Actually, I think I'm, I think that this is one of those situations where I think I mind reading them. I don't like reading them more than I don't like them in person. Like I'll get over it if you talk to me. Well, I really I can think very clearly of one one ex mm-hmm. who just loved to say some shit during sex, and I just really did not appreciate it. And every time he said it, I'd be like, well, because there's a fine line between something that can be maybe is supposed to be flattering or supposed to be sexy and encouraging, but to women yeah. can set off insecurities. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. Uh Uh-huh. So my biggest issue is especially in that particular relationship is he just was constantly telling me how how wet I was and how hot and wet I was. Mm-hmm. And I was still pretty young at the time, but all we get from society is that our bodies are gross. And so I was like, well, I don't think that's good then. Is that good? Do I want to be wet? Like, obviously, I've learned right. since that, yeah, you do. But <laughs> it just was reiterated over and over again. And I'd be like, shut up. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Because that doesn't make me feel comfortable. That makes me Mm -hmm. feel self-conscious about what's happening down there. Like, is it what's going on? Right. Right? Yeah. Well, I think your reason makes more sense because especially if it hits you in a certain way that provokes your insecurities or or makes you think about, well, is that a good thing or it's a bad thing? For me, I just don't like the noise. (laughs) I like the regular moaning and groaning, Mm -hmm. you know? But I don't like it when he says my name. I don't like it when he says, fuck, you feel so good or fuck, you're so wet. I don't like that either or it's just like <laughs> you know you know and it's I, I like the fuck word i use that word a lot but uh, there's just something about like you know oh that feels so good fuck me so hard i'm like i am shut <laughs> up <laughs> i would if you would let me get on with this <laughs> would you just let me do i don't need you to coax me i don't need you to try to sweet talk me and we're already fucking let's I just also, do this i also think part of it for me is like i can't vocalize because I am working mm. on concentration. I need to be very, <laughs> yes. very present. And the only thing I'm like focusing on is that sensation in that very specific yeah. spot. Because if I stop thinking about it and think about other shit, then it goes away. Yeah. And then I don't get there. And then you're... And it's and really the- hard to get there anyway. It's hard exactly. to come And then it's done. <laughs> and now you don't even want to do so it So now anymore. I'm busy like, what? Huh? Huh? And then I'm like, oh shit, I lost You've it. You've lost your train of thought. <laughs> your concentration. My orgasm has now wandered off somewhere and I don't know where it went. <laughs> we can't find it. <laughs> well, and it's like, shh, 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 just, can we just enjoy this moment? Be quiet. Like, I don't even like hearing the headboard banging against the wall. I'll put a fucking pillow there. I don't even I, have a headboard anymore. I don't. <laughs> Well, according to this, I do have a sleigh bed, which I did. It's not a solid headboard or footboard, but uh, it's not but a I do bed. have. Oh, it has to be solid. Yeah, it has to kind of look like a sleigh. So it has like kind of that curved oh. front and the curved back. So like the very, it looks like a sleigh. It just doesn't it have like necessarily a, like a Santa sleigh. Exactly like a Santa sleigh. Oh, <laughs> that's man. a sleigh bed. <laughs> Thank you. And it even has I... like the side pieces that you can see. So like the mattress kind of sits down, like inside of it. Okay. Well, then I don't, you guys. I'm you don't have a liar. <laughs> Things you learn on this podcast. But but yeah, I don't even like I don't even like that noise. I'll put a pillow behind oh, hell, it. Yeah. So it doesn't make that. I don't like when my car has coins in its cup holders and it's going. Well, no. Or like shit in my back 
sexy that's making noises. I don't like the noises. Well, no, no, no. And I hate them during sex. And I hate it when they try to... Because also, I'm not... Like, I don't know how to do sexy. I'm not a sexy person. So myself, I'm I'm not very good verbally in lots of situations. And that includes sex. So I can't make it... I don't know. No, the I... Vo- the voice changes... It's exactly chances. what you're, I, everything <laughs> that you're saying is, I feel it intensely. I do. I don't, I'm in, it's, I'm obviously going to say something that I thought maybe would be sexy, but it comes out real weird. <laughs> so weird. Right? I'm going to be like, ooh, that was odd. I guess I just <laughs> to say that. <laughs> I just, I know, it's too much. <sighs> I don't get it. It's not my favorite. Yeah. But other people love it. I do have to say I'm really happy because the guy who I recently had a lovely evening with was uh-huh. silent as the grave in bed. <laughs> he was very, very quiet. He just went to town and did his work and it was very nice. That's great. See, mm-hmm. that's like the perfect situation. I know. I was like, thank you. Yeah. that's a- So it was a good yeah. thing? It good. was a good thing. <laughs> that's my cat trying to get in the closet. Ah. So in-, in case you guys hear him. He's... What the fuck are you doing in there? I can hear you. Well, that's good. Silence is golden, people. It's golden. Anyway. All right. <laughs> so along that line, this week's fun fuck fact is an article on Bustle.com called Eight Reasons to Talk Dirty in Bed. <laughs> yep. These are opposing thoughts. <laughs> so the rest of the world disagrees with us, which is fine. We can be wrong. It's cool. This, this article is by Amanda Chattel. Uh, from February 4th of 2015. So it's a bit of an older article, but I still mm. think it's probably relevant. And I'm just going to read you the eight things. And then, you know, there's a whole lot more about each one. But one, she says, it helps you learn what you're comfortable with, which I am uncomfortable with talking. So <laughs> check and check. <laughs> Done. <laughs> That's so perfect. <laughs> Two, it keeps your partner in the loop. That does make sense. I, I don't do, know. I, I do think that does, like, making sure that you both know what's going on is key. I get that, but I already know that I'm fucking your brains out. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> well. That's the, the, the kind of talk I'm not getting is, no, that's, you know, wrong hole or whatever, you know? <laughs> like, I understand that communication. That's going to be a real quick one. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> the other things that are said to you, Duria, I'm like, no, no. But anyway, sorry, I'm I'm just going to be quiet for the rest of them. <laughs> Three, get your creative and other juices flowing. <laughs> uh, four, it's awesome foreplay. Five, okay. you'll totally surprise yourself. <laughs> Six, you'll surprise your partner. <laughs> okay. Seven, it leads to better sex. And eight, it's fun and funny as hell. It's definitely funny. Funny, if it funny was funny, situation. I'd like it. I feel like it's too serious, and then I don't. I'm not as into it. Like if it was more just funny talk, I think I'd like it better. It, it very well could be. I know, like, I've, it, sex is like such a serious thing. It shouldn't know. be. It should be hilarious mm. because yeah, it's it should, absurd. It is. The it whole is. concept of it is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunch of nonsense, naked mm-hmm. people like pushing on each other. <laughs> That is exactly what it is. It should be the funniest thing it's, ever. It's so fucking funny. Like, really, when you, like, objectively look at it, you're like, that's ridiculous that we do it's this. so silly. That we just, like, get naked and roll totally. around on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, that's a good one. I like that. I like that, that. There we go. It's, That's uh, fun. Everybody has a good time. And you yes. can, you know, talk or don't as you want. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't listen to us. We're not all that good about things. <laughs> all right. We should yeah. rate the book. Now let's do this. Let's do the rating. All right. Sex and then book. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, one, two, three, seven. Seven. Okay. Yes. And then book book okay sorry yep one <laughs> yep one two three seven five okay ah, yep. yes right. i hate i don't like giving books five i think i'm having i i'm just not concentrated like i normally am when we're listening to a book 
And that's not this book's fault. But I also feel like I liked the first one a lot better. I felt like it was just so much more of a story. And I was so much more confused during this one. But the sex was still good. I loved that blowjob scene. That was really good. It could. It wasn't like the first one. I don't know. Is it, is it fair to compare it to I the think, other books? I think it's fair to compare it to everything we've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's part of what a review is. You can't that's read true. things in... You don't read everything in a vacuum. It's not like you can forget mm. any book you've ever read and just read a standalone and judge it based on you can judge it a little bit you know based on its merits but you're also part of you is judging it based on things you've read other things you like better or don't like as well and you know it is it's a continuum so is every book a perfect 10 no but no they know that authors know that (laughs) readers know that everyone knows that you're not gonna like every book we haven't liked every book no we haven't that's very true. And I didn't hate this book. No. I just didn't. It didn't catch me the, the same way that other books have. No. And I think you're not wrong in that occasionally we're in a position, like we're in a space where we're still doing this podcast and we, you know, just keep going forward and, and reading and reviewing. But things can come up in our own personal lives that make it a little bit harder sometimes. Yeah. And like, there's been times where I've read a book where I've just been like, I just didn't care today. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I, I know I read it because I had to, but yeah. I couldn't tell you. There's still a book that I have a fat mental block about that I literally don't know anything about that book. The mermaid. Was it one of the ones we read? read the, uh, the mermaid yeah, book. The mermaid. <laughs> I don't, I honestly don't understand how I read a book and don't know anything about it. But we, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it happens. So you're totally right. if that's how yeah. you're feeling, that's how you're feeling. Then you yeah. don't have to apologize for that or anything. I think we're still doing our best to be honest in our reviews and... Not yeah. every book's going to be our favorite. No. And this one isn't my favorite, but I liked it. And it's quick. And I think it really it did quick. follow well on the second book. And now here's the interesting part about all of these books is the first two were written in 2012 and 2013. So pretty quickly together, mm-hmm. but a while ago. Yeah. And then this third one that she wrote to kind of finish up, she says is is going to finish out the trilogy of this this world just came out in 2020 so oh. it's seven years following behind the first two books so it'll okay. be really interesting to read that and see yeah. if we can sense a kind of a change in her writing or right. in the world or what because you feel like things happen over seven freaking years oh yeah and you get better at your art right mm-hmm. so you know I, and her writing was fine i didn't have a problem with her writing her writing was oh no i think was, she tells a really good story yeah, like she's a really it's good story concise yeah. And it, I followed it. I know you struggled a little bit more, mm-hmm. but that was probably external and not internal to the book. <laughs> sure. Um, but, you know, it had its pieces. It, there wasn't a mm-hmm. lot of extraneous, like, stuff where I was like, what? No. And, a lot of extra characters that I have to figure out and f- plot understand. lines and stories. Yeah, no. No, those is concise to the point. Yeah. So, cool. That's it. On the whole, awesome. if you, you know, read the first one, why not read the second one? It's yeah. not going to take you very long. <laughs> and then why not read the third one? So. <laughs> At some point, we'll probably get to that one. I don't yeah. think it's out in audio yet. So that's the only reason that it'll maybe take longer because I do want to just wait and do audio. I would prefer that as well. Um, awesome. And what a... What are we reading next time? Well, so for our next book, you guys, we are going to be reading A Fake Girlfriend for Chinese New Year by Jackie Lau. This one's going to be cool because it's going to be right on the cusp of when Chinese New Year starts. Yeah. So we're just going to have a book that just, you know, follows the theme of the season. And so we hope you guys are able to join us for that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. And it is not a supernatural book. It is just a just a romance, a you know, contemporary romance, I think is the word for, for the books we don't normally read. But I thought it'd be fun. You know how much I love a fake fucking girlfriend story. Yes, they're fun. love the Make the the made up date stories. Speaking of which, if anyone made it through the holiday season and didn't watch the Netflix movie Love Hard, you should go back and fix it. And you should watch that because it's a really good oh. one. It's kind of a twist on the fake girlfriend story, but it's fucking good. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that was just Love a hard. recommendation. Love Hard. <laughs> and it, I mean, it is a <laughs> Christmas movie because it takes place at Christmas. It's around Christmas and all that, but it, it's not. But it's a romance, a Christmas love romance holiday movie. It's not mm-hmm. It's not full on Hallmark. It's a little bit better than Hallmark. Awesome. But yeah, so that's why we, we wanted to do this story, Fake Girlfriend for Chinese New Year. And just because we like a fake story, 
and we wanted to celebrate the Chinese New Year this year yeah. with a with a reading a special book, you know, that honors that. Yes, diversifying our options, right? And then, you know, you progress, know. people. <laughs> <laughs> So we hope you join us for that. That'll be out in a couple of weeks. And in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out on any social media. We are Dirty Books on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or you can email us directly at dirtybooks at gmail.com. In all those places, it is with three H's. And you can visit us on our website at dirtybooks.com in most places that you can find podcasts. And thank you so much, Jim Townsend, for that music. And uh, yeah, with that, we will say good day. This is Sayla. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. See ya. Bye-bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Galena and Saylette. Be sure to tune into the next episode. Get some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.